All right. Hey, Carlos. Hey, Alan. It's the special Comic-Con themed episode of Podcast Cluster Fudge. Yeah. Did you go to Comic-Con this year? Who has to? Everything's on the internet. That's right. We never have to go. They should put more stuff on the internet. I think one, yes. one, one group, I forget what they're called. They have a weird name, but I think they sent people at least into Hall H and just sat them there. Mm-hmm. So they recorded a lot of like the the actual panels they can't right. show the um you know the the stuff they project of course mm-hmm. uh other people do that illegally and uh-huh. weird angles but they did like show the panels the panels are boring ish mm-hmm. because the questions are stupid usually right there's some good questions but then there's some stupid and then there'll be like good questions and they'll the the panelist will answer them stupidly mm. uh you know there was a theme question about star wars what do you think the theme the difference of the theme from the first trilogy versus mm-hmm. the new one and mm-hmm. some of them answered but stupid answers but uh, yeah but yeah i think that's a great idea to have like a simulcast like nbc used to do the triple cast mm-hmm. with the olympics okay I think, uh, comic-con should do like a simulcast or something or like an edited version here's the thing um because i hear like the lines are just absurdly long yeah like, people are insane. camping out for like a full day to get into a 200 400 a thousand seat hall whatever mm-hmm. it might be mm-hmm. and it's just like you shouldn't have to do that Mm-hmm. In my opinion, you should have to wait no more than an hour and only an hour bef- right before the panel starts so you don't have these stupid long lines. Yeah. And then my point being is like, well, all these people want to go in there. Well, then they shouldn't because just release the stuff simultaneously on the on the Internet so well, you don't have to be there. You know, a lottery system. Sure. Two hours before a panel starts, we're mm-hmm. going to have a lottery. You need to be here in line. We're going to give you, we're going to give out more numbers than there are spots. Mm-hmm. So whoever has a high number, you're probably not going to get in. Mm-hmm. But it's basically a lottery system. You take a ticket, there you go. Well, then people show for the, no, you just need to put your name down mm-hmm. and then the names need to be announced uh, like two hours before. These are the people getting in. Right. You know, something like that. But then there'd be a line for the lottery, right? No. See, that's the thing. You can sign up in advance. Oh, okay. Do it something. online. Yeah, do it online. Yeah. It opens up like, let's say, let yeah, it opens up like two hours, but it's online. Mm-hmm. So there is no physical line. Right. And then at some point they text you, congratulations, mm-hmm. you're in the line. Get right. in line. Right. You need to be here by this time. Mm-hmm. Line closes at this time. Mm-hmm. We've overdone it. So right. if you're not here on time, someone may take your spot. Yeah. You know, so that's it. Um. Yeah, because I think spending so much time at a convention, just yeah. camped out in a queue line. Yeah, just, it's like you're missing the other stuff. Exactly. And and, and the, one of the big complaints about Comic-Con is that it's no longer a comic book convention. Like, mm-hmm. people who sell comic books are completely overshadowed mm-hmm. by the stuff that's going on. Yeah. So, it, it would give these people more time to browse the dealer halls and yeah. actually make purchases and stuff. Yeah. Well, it's semantics now. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a pop culture con now. Mm-hmm. They just keep calling it Comic-Con for right. nostalgia. I mean, they could just change the name and but, fix that. But from what you were saying is that stuff could actually fix that yeah. issue. Like They just need to be careful about people like buy, like getting in a lottery just to sell their spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'd have to make a rule like, you, you know, the name has to be on the ID mm-hmm. and you need to be here and you can only do a plus one. Mm-hmm. You plus one, and right. that's it. Okay. Or maybe just, ev- you know, like everyone in your group has to show ID. You have to put down the exact name of the people that are going to be there, and that's it. Okay. And these are the people that get in okay. with ID, and mm-hmm. that's it. And mm-hmm. just check. Yeah. And uh, then it's like no lines and don't allow lines. But it's funny. You bring up Comic-Con because we're here at Comic-Con. We're recording this live 
from Here San Diego Comic Con. Here we are. Yeah, we are. We got. We're in Hall H. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So many people. Oh, so man. many activities. There's so many activities I'm that are happening glad all around us. They're not being this. very loud right now. Though. Yeah, they're being very quiet. They're here to watch our podcast. We're in the Hall H for the the podcast cluster fudge podcast, podcast. cluster fudge. We've got a thousand people here. Isn't Ooh. that right, everybody? Ooh. Oh, there they are. Oh my God! Do this watching in the eyes. Do that, bro. Which ones are on? They're both on. Oh you idiots! You're not a fan. <laughs> Where's Star Wars? I thought this was Star Wars. <laughs> oh, guys. Wow. It's great. Crazy people here in San it's Diego. It's great. San Diego people are the best people in the world. Am I right? Oh, my God. They said our city's name. I'm not from this city. I idiot. flew in from Florida. Get the hell out of here, then. This isn't for you. This is for us. Oh, is that Florida Super God? Kill him. Oh, Kill him. Uh-oh, it's turning. Oh, it's turning. This is bad. Right, everyone, let's calm down. Again, why do we promote such overcrowding at Comic-Con? I don't know, but afterwards, can... we're going to have a uh, John Williams concert doing all the songs of Podcast Cluster Fudge. But they're only room for 50 people, so oh, you need to get in line get as that soon as this is done. system going. Nope, it won't be ready. Oh. Just have to jump over people. <laughs> I also heard a weird thing that um, if you do a panel, if you sit in a panel as an audience member, you could actually just remain in that given hall. Yeah, it's like... Not, uh, they don't flush out the halls, which is absurd. It's like Del Close Marathon. Yeah. It's where they, once you get in the room, you can stay in the room. That's That's not cool. I think you should flush the room and people who are waiting in line for a certain panel should be given priority for that panel. Yeah, that is that. Yeah, because what happens is mm-hmm. like people that want to see Star Wars, mm-hmm. which was at the end of the day, they had to watch everything else. Right. And they really are like, I'm here for Star Wars. I don't with the arrow. I don't care. Yeah. I don't. I mean, that's not the order it happened. The arrow and all the DC Warner Brothers stuff happened mm-hmm. later on Saturday night. But still, it's like, you know, they're sitting through things. Right. To see something else. And you're right. It should be like a half hour, like mm-hmm. be in line a half hour before your thing. We're going to empty the room. Right. And refill it, and you can get back in the lottery, and maybe you'll get lucky. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Yeah, we should run. We should talk to someone here at San Diego. Yes, before we leave back good for thing, Florida. Good thing we are here, physically in San Diego. our city again. Comic Con rules. Why do you want to change it? Maybe there's some good ideas they have. We should be open to change. No change is bad. I hate you. I, I don't like how those two no. specific guys keep bickering. <laughs> Everyone else is cool and just applauds, but they're two guys that demand, I guess they represent the group. They, yeah, they, they each have their own factions. And the strange thing is they're here together. That's the worst part. That is weird. They're, they're like sitting right next to each other. Yes. And they're wearing the same shirt. Yeah. Almost <laughs> like they're a couple. <laughs> they said out. They talked about us. I, don't, I accidentally picked this shirt. All right. Jurassic World. Which you saw. Yes, I, I did. I did not see. Yes, I but did. What, well, spoiler free, what, what can you tell us about Jurassic World? It's fun. That's it? Yes, they're done. They build the park. Okay. The park is open. Okay, so here's what I know. Mm-hmm. And we, we talked about this last time we now talked about it. Tell us what Jurassic you know. World. Okay, so we know that this is basically... A Disney World-like park. Mm-hmm. It's open to the public. People mm-hmm. go in there. They see dinosaurs. They see what they can do. They all have a, a rip-roaring good time. Mm-hmm. We know that Chris Pratt's in the movie. He has velociraptors that he has somehow befriended, trained, what have you. But they trust him. They have mm-hmm. a good relationship. 
and they they work for beneficial reasons in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, stuff goes awry. Dinosaurs get loose. People likely get eaten, killed, maimed, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, then that's about all I know. Well, we have uh, two people to talk today about Jurassic World. We oh. have a, a PR representative from the uh, park okay. here. And we also have a celebrity guest of sorts who has some experience. Who's with, coming? Uh, are they coming out together? Are they coming out uh, They're going to come out one at a time, okay. I think. Who's uh, coming out first? I think that the PR person's going to okay. come out first. Uh, so I think the PR person should come out of my door and then the celebrity guest should come out of your door. Good idea. All right. Well, hey, what's, what's going on everybody? Uh, hello there. Wonderful day today here at Comic-Con. Nice to, nice, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Here's a special cap. Here's Jurassic World cap. Look at that. Jurassic World. Look, it has the logo on everything. That's for you, Fran. It's a baseball hat. Everyone, everyone here, if you look under your seats, we have Jurassic Park caps for everybody. What? I checked earlier. It wasn't there. It's there now. I'm so glad we stayed for this panel. They must have gone back in time. Yes, yes, we may have done that. We we know people who know people. Okay. Uh, yes, I just wanted to come here to talk to the people Comic Con mm-hmm. about some of the rumors about some activities that have happened at the park of late. Mm, yes. And just assure you that Jurassic World will not be shutting down. Mm-hmm. In fact, will be opening bigger and better than ever in six to eight months. But I heard there were some incidents at the park. There may have been some incidents with one or two of the animals maybe getting quote-unquote loose. Mm-hmm. Can't really get loose in the confines of the world. It's an island, so there was really no danger mm-hmm. except the people on the island but everything's fine now yeah okay listen you're gonna make an omelet you're gonna break some eggs and if your omelet happens to be the biggest dinosaur ever genetically modified and made then you're gonna break a couple of eggs you know what i'm saying i don't think that's that's not safe why would you invite people to this place that's not safe well the there's a great distance between this creature and the main hub of the island mm. Everyone was, you know, there was there was time to move people. You know, the whole pterodactyl thing, that was a different thing, and we kind of didn't see that coming. But, you know, we know how to address it in the future with air, air, little mini air missiles. Mm-hmm. We'll take care of that. That won't happen no more. Okay. Well, it won't happen again. The rollerballs are going to be back. Okay. Margaritaville's gonna be up and running. So rollerballs are basically those gerbil balls that little people trap the, the geodesic spheres. Okay. The gyrospheres, excuse me. Geodesic yeah. sphere is on another park. Right. We a, a more boring park, if oh, you Epcot. ask me. You're about I don't I didn't say that name. You okay. did. Yeah, I did. I'm talking about Jurassic World. That's what okay. I'm here to talk about oh, today. Okay. And we got the petting zoo, mm-hmm. and we got the stegosaurus, mm-hmm. and we got the tri- Triceratops, the tracks, mm-hmm. as we like to call them. Mm-hmm. And they're already there, and they're on the island. They're ready to go. Now, we may have misplaced one or two animals. They may still be out and about, That's but don't a, worry. No, you can't. We're getting some mercs from Columbia. 
They're going to come in. They have some uh, drug cartel experience. Ugh. They are the guys. This does not sound like a place I want to visit. A couple of people that dealt with some aliens that hunt for sport, and they're going to be there too. Mm-hmm. We got the experts on the planet of handling dangerous creatures. Okay. Plus, we have our raptor wrangler. Mm-hmm. And yes, he said some things in the media, which, you know, we're not officially approved, but we we gave him, you know, we gave him some money. And okay. he's going to be back now. Okay. And he's going to help us wrangle the other animals because why would we have a wrangler for just one specific species i'm not going to a park where they have loose animals unaccounted for no i'm saying they won't y'all listen y'all y'all they're loose now Uh they won't be loose in the future okay well wait till that happens and then i will go y'all maybe maybe. y'all they're dinosaurs Uh they're dinosaurs yeah don't you want to see the dinosaurs eventually yeah yeah well when it's safe it's you know the world will never be safe Mm. Didn't you hear at some zoo here or there one of the tigers got loose? Mm. Now, do you say that zoo is not safe? No. Okay. Yes. Well, no. No. Say so. The, the Jurassic World is safe. It's as safe as it can possibly be. Okay. And you have my guarantee on that. Why don't you just have a park that's only herbivores? Like, why are there any carnivores in a Jurassic Park? I'm sorry. Did you go to dinosaur zoo school? No. Did you do four years of that? I did not. Are you going to pay me the no. thirty thousand dollars it takes to teach you about dinosaur zoo school? I will never and pay. And dinosaur you. zoo marketing. Nope. You're gonna pay. Nope. You are gonna pay. Not paying any of you. I don't know what that woman's issue is, mm-hmm. but I can't. I, all I need you to do is trust me, sir. Okay. Trust me. All right. Okay. Listen, I'm just a young Southern man mm-hmm. who happens to be the PR agent for a, a theme park that has dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. It's a zoo and a theme park, and it has all the problems of each, mm-hmm. plus a resort. So it has. The three problems, mm-hmm. but we had it working for like ten years, no problem. Come okay. on, that's pretty good. Ten years, is ten okay. years without incident. That's a dec- okay. That's decent. Okay. Yeah. Oh, do you have a dinosaur park? How's your dinosaur park I doing? Don't have oh, one. Oh, good. Then you have nothing compared to. When you to. say incident, do you mean someone like slipped on a wet? sidewalk or <laughs> slipped on the wet sidewalk into a paddock with a t-rex what? whatever it may be no. whatever it may be we can't control the rain oh brother or where the cleaners clean the floor i mm-hmm. mean it's gonna we put up signs now for wet floor right. next to paddock mm. don't walk on the wet floor next to the t-rex paddock okay and it's safe now mm-hmm. yes there have been issues okay which i can't discuss for legal reasons and for spoiler reasons mm-hmm. but Overall, I think that even the people that were medevaced out of the park can safely say they will never forget that experience. Okay. 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 And they use coupons. So come on, y'all. It's coupons. Oh, It's boy. a trip to Costa Rica. I don't endorse this park whatsoever. <laughs> what? Sorry. Are you a... Are you a no. scientist of dinosaurs, a paleontologist? No. Then we don't want your goddamn endorsement. Okay. We don't need your goddamn endorsement. Okay. We have the endorsement of many people, mm-hmm. including someone who we may have turned around, who's going to tell you about the bad side of the park, but I don't know. We'll see. All right. Well, thank you for coming, and then maybe we'll have this other person talk very All soon. All right. Goodbye. All right. Bye. Jurassic World, open in eight months, y'all. All right. So that was Sparky, the uh, the PR guy from Jurassic World. Sparky, the PR guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but we have someone to uh, someone who is uh, historically like been against the whole Jurassic yeah. Park slash world. He's got a lot of experience at Jurassic Park. Yes, and he does. Various version i think you all are going to recognize him i think he's at your door alan i'm getting it right now all right yes 
Hello. Oh my God. Hi. I didn't even realize, Doctor Ian Malcolm. Doctor, this is such an honor. Yes, founder of Chaos Theory. Did you found yes. Chaos Theory? Well, or you're uh, just like an expert. Founder in Founder of the book. Oh, about okay. the Chaos Theory. Yes, yes, your book, yes, of course. Of course, read my book. Uh, various various takes on Chaos Theory. Um, basically, anything can happen. Yes. You kind of predict well, the future. I mean, that seems like common sense. So Anything many, can happen. So many variables. Oh, all right. Well, well, no as you what know, your intentions are. I yes. see. Uh, well, you know, speaking of intentions yes. and how they can go awry. Yes. Uh, we all know you to have been a staunch uh, uh, proponent against uh, or Jurassic an opponent. Park opponent, an staunch, op- yes. staunch opponent. I was of. Uh, Jurassic Park yes. and, and the Jurassic World complex. Very much so. Can you tell us a little about that? Well, first of all, I didn't. I did not advocate uh, the building of yet another park. No, of course not. You see, they they, they built a, a giant theme park with dinosaurs. Yes, yes, and yes. Le- letting innocent people inside of it, uh, where where they had very much advanced techniques of making your reservations at their variety of resorts <laughs> yeah, in I guess. The, the the island. Uh, where you and your daughter could get 25% off family discounts. Yes. That's very specific. Yeah, I guess that happens. It's very specific, yes. though. You could reserve your fast passes on your computer at home within three months of your visit. Oh, yes. Yes, but of course, you've been a staunch opponent I of a, the, I the world because of safety issues. I oppose going there. Now, now, what does it say that the park functioned well for 10 plus years before the most recent incident? Yes, of course, but 10 years is, is not such a long time, but it was enough time for many of us to go. You <laughs> I mean, us is like in the general, like a general population, like us sure. as in regular yes. people. Some of us could find their way on a, on a plane, possibly thanks to chaos theory. I, I guess. And you could take your gymnast daughter... In the hotel resorts, a gymnast, and that's really specific. Go to see them eating a great white shark, one of the dinosaurs from the water. Yes, I understand there yes. is an exhibit where a great white shark is eaten. I guess you've done yes. your research. I've on I, the. I've um, done thorough research. <laughs> okay, you like use air I've, quotes there. I have done much research of the variety of. Wonderful restaurants. Wonderful is an odd and they, use the word wonderful. They have lots of uh, sights and sounds you can see. But you're against the park. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't go. <laughs> okay. Bad news awaits you if you go because you're basically trapped on an island if there's an incident. Yes. And I mean the safety protocols must be lax. Well, they clearly are. Uh, ten years after opening, they have an, an incident or. Two. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, but 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 before that time, uh, many many guests enjoyed wonderful attractions with velociraptors and or wow. a T Rex and perhaps Triceratops. I'm surprised you would term wonderful with your past experience with velociraptors. Well, well, yes, they're horrible horrible creatures. If there's not a an electric fence between you and them that is fully functional, mm-hmm. but if they're is oh my goodness they're beautiful creatures beautiful creatures yes oh well, i mean does it not bother you at least that the velociraptors at jurassic world are not even accurate to a velociraptor that they're genetically 
engineered to be twice their height and that they should actually be like half the size and covered with feathers. Well, wouldn't that be a more realistic experience for park goers? I, I see where you're going with this. However, they're really all genetically modified because uh, newsflash dinosaurs are dead. They're extinct. Okay. So, but I'm saying if you're going to give someone the experience, don't you think it would be better to give them a more realistic experience? Well, if you paid attention to uh, a, a, an old friend of mine, Dr. Alan Grant, who was theorizing, he was also a theorist. He theorized that velociraptors may have learned to fly. That makes it even more dangerous yes. if they learn to fly. Yes, he was interested in that possibility. Of them All right. Flying. Now, even you. Yes. Dr. Malcolm, you must have been genuinely severely concerned when you heard of this new IREX creature that yes. was in development that, that some say may have been the cause of this incident. Uh, yes, well, of course, that was not an attraction in that 10-year span where many of us visited the park. Wait, that sounds like a bit of forgiving language for this, just because it wasn't a functioning attraction. It was, not, it was not on the map. It was in the park. It was in the park. It was just not on the map when I was aware of, what? of the park from the inside. Wait a second. Yeah. Did you go to Jurassic World? I may have accidentally wound up in Jurassic Park. How? Jurassic World, I should say. Yes. How? Well, like I said, the chaos theory. No, you have to buy tickets. Things. Perhaps a butterfly flapped its wings one day. And, and then you bought tickets? And then I bought tickets. For you and your gymnastics daughter. Whoops. Chaos. You can't control the future, Carlos. <sighs> you can't control it, yes. No, you can't. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. Oh, my God. Through, no, to- through no fault of my own because, ooh, chaos. No, shut up. Oops. <laughs> chaos. You theory. had a good time at the park. <laughs> okay, here's who, my question. Who, who could have predicted that me, an opponent of Jurassic World, would have had a fun time at that, Jurassic that's, World? That's fair. That's yes, fair. Chaos theory. So, but yes. will you go back when they reopen the park, given the incident that just occurred? Yes. Yes, you I had want a wonderful see, time. You want to see the Indominus I Rex, don't you? See, I want to see, yes. I want to see that attraction. How badly? I want to ride their dark rides. I want to ride on, I want to see that aquarium show where the dinosaurs jump out of the water. I want to see lots of things. <laughs> yes. My daughter, she loves dinosaurs. But don't you believe that there will eventually be another incident? Well, of course there's going to be another incident, but, you know. Chaos theory may accidentally slip a plane ticket in my hands. Okay, I think just because you've survived two incidents, you think you're impervious to future incidents at the park. So here's my theory, if you will. If it's likely for there to be another incident, maybe chaos theory would prevent something that's likely from happening. That's my theory. I feel like you're just making up bullshit now. Get off of our stage. All right, I'm leaving now. You sickened me. But did I predict this would happen we knew you were gonna eventually leave the stage you don't need to predict that you hack he's all about chaos my god i think he was wearing a jurassic world t-shirt underneath oh, his black shirt that is son just, of a bitch he should really just have a an organization just completely against having dinosaurs in a theme park yeah and I don't I, think he's going to do I that. He's not. He's going to go keep he, visiting the theme parks. He's going to go back to Emeralds on mm. Jurassic World and eat their delicious steak. 
and then go to Margaritaville in Jurassic World to get a drink and then see the, sh- the, the, the water show. Right. I mean, the seats do go below surface. That's pretty impressive. Wow, do they? That's pretty impressive. That's cool. Uh, I will say this, though. I just saw um, uh, a, um, what was it, Honest Trailer? Yeah. Was it Honest Trailer for Jurassic World or everything you know about Jurassic World? And it was, it was just hilarious. She saw. Yeah, there's some really funny points like regular zoos do this. If they mm-hmm. did this, there would have been they would have mm-hmm. been safer. Right. Uh, yeah. Let me know when you watch that because we really need to talk about. Oh yeah, like, I'd love to. The main idea with the raptors, it's just hilarious. There's something that I have seen that you have not. Which oh, is what is it? Ant Man. Oh my God. Ant Man. Ant Man. Ant Man. Ant-Man. So, um, yeah, I understand. I'm not going to try to spoil the movie for the listeners or yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I will say I fully endorse this movie. I loved it. Um, both the fact that I'm a fan of the comic books and I understand who Ant-Man is and, uh-huh. and a lot of stuff. But I also just thought it was a well-done movie. It was it was great um, effects, great action, great pacing. Mm-hmm. The characters were good. The actors delivered their material great. I I thought it was everything I wanted, and mm-hmm. on top of everything, it happens to tie in with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, I thought it was great. I, I that's my endorsement. All right. Um, All right. You know, I think we actually have um, not Hank Pym, but the gentleman Scott. Scott Lang. Scott yeah. Lang. I think we have uh-huh. Scott Lang here to talk about uh, okay. being Ant Man. Who's uh, whose door is? I'm pretty sure you're going to open the door. Okay, because, I'm going to go get him. Or I, I do. You think I can open the door if you ask the questions? Hey, hey I'm a. Uh, I'm Scott Lang. Hey. Hey, Scott. Good to be here. Good to have you here. So, you know, a lot of people uh, didn't take the idea of Ant-Man seriously at first. Uh, Neither did I. Just Um, because he like he seems like one of the sillier characters. Seem like a silly concept. Yeah. uh, You know, there's a lot of stuff you can do as an Ant-Man. Yeah. Like what? You can control the ants. What? Control all the ants. Wait a second. I'm, I'm trying right. to wrap my head around this. Uh, you have a suit that miniaturizes you. Yeah. That in itself is an impressive piece of technology. Right. Which, like, just focusing on that must have taken years to develop. I'm sure I didn't invent it. It was... It was uh, <laughs> so, separately from that, yeah. you've developed the ability to communicate with a specific type of animal. Well, I can't take credit for all this. Henry Pym is the person who invented all this stuff. You just wear the suit. I just wear it. You're like a test, yeah. test pilot. You're um, like Hal Jordan. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, but you can control ants. I can control. Yeah, but ants. even though ants are pretty small, like, what is that? What, what? So, what if you can control ants? Well, for one thing, some ants fly, so that's pretty cool. I, I like can, a few I, ants fly. I can fly on a flying ant. Like I haven't seen many flying ants. Um, at and, all. And carpenter ants. Carpenter uh-huh. ants have wings. So, you know, I just became an expert on ants during this whole adventure. Just so you know. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't also, impress me. Also, fire ants. Okay. Um, ouch. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So there's that. How do, how, why do fire ants and red ants, why do they hurt so much, Scott? I don't know. You just said you became an expert on ants. I don't get it. You think that's safe to lead these creatures without having a complete understanding of how they work? It's, you know, just trust in the method what is the method use ants to do your bidding all right that's great okay yeah. so but you're supposedly 
if not yet, going to be one of the members of the Avengers. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. Like, imagine if, like, me and Thor took on Ultron. That'd be great. Yeah, but how would you specifically, Scott, mm-hmm. take on Ultron, given that all you can do is control ants? You ever you ever had a, a piece of electronics with uh, with an ant infestation? No. That's all I'm going to say. Well, you need to say more. That's what does that say. mean? So what? The ants, ants aren't drawn to destroy the electronics with it. Oh, I they would. crawl throughout and then they just leave. There's what no food they, there. What if they? Uh, what if? What if someone told them to bite a few, you know, wires or Do something? Ants have teeth. They have mandibles. I learned that because I'm an expert. No, you're not. Because I, I just asked you some questions man, about ants and you didn't know. Mandible. Okay, so let's Google say it. let's say that an ant could bite mm-hmm. into something. It would mm-hmm. take. A lot of ants to chew mm-hmm. through even one copper wire. Mm-hmm. Ultron had an army of thousands of Ultrons. Yes, but you know there are more ants in this world than anything else. I didn't know that. So you could have an army of ants per army of per per robot in an army of robots, and you can control them all, all of them, sort of. What? Well, the ones that I'm looking at at the time. Wait a second. You'd have to look at all of them. Well. Wait, do you look at each robot one by one while the ants like? Yeah, basically. I mean, it'd it'd take a while, but I could win. It'd just take a while. I feel like we just use the Hulk and we don't use Ant-Man or Mm. his uh, minuscule powers. Well, you know, you could if you want the town smashed, but you know. Well, we don't want an ant infestation, especially if you don't know the difference between red ants, fire ants, and the regular ants. It's just, it's, uh, I'm Ant-Man. I'm Ant-Man. Yeah, I know who you, you know are. What I'm, saying? I'm just saying. I don't feel like you have just a good saying. control of your power. Just saying. Ant-Man. And what about the shrinking ability? How, other than ants, how can you use this ability to fight like well, an Ultron? That's the great thing. Is I'm fighting Ultron. I shrink down. He can't see me. Mm-hmm. So then I punch him in the metal face. Yeah, but I have you're the tiny. Strength of a human, full sized. That doesn't make so sense at as, all. It's as if a full sized human punched Ultron in the face. Okay. Two problems with that. Number one. If a full-size human did punch Ultron, it would do nothing because he's Ultron. It would take a Thor or a Hulk or an Iron Man or a Captain America to cause damage. Mm-hmm. He would catch a full-size human's fist, and even if he didn't, he would just make a remark and then kill the human. Mm. Number two, why do you have increased power? You're tiny. Your power should be less. It's less force, less mass. You should have less of an impact, a minuscule ant-size impact. It's uh, no, it's well. It's, it's I don't have more power. How have, how do you have how do you have the same amount of force that you would at normal size? It's because I'm not losing mass. You are losing mass. I'm not. Here's, you are losing here's mass. What happens? The space between the atoms That's, are smaller. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Bullshit. You're losing mass. So your shit's smaller. I You're less grams. Am just as strong. You have less moles. As a six foot tall human. Even male. if you weren't losing mass, mm-hmm. if you were the same weight, you would crush yourself. You would be crushed by your own weight if you were the same weight. You can't sustain the mass. Or or I would also fall through whatever I'm standing on. Until you landed on something and then crushed yourself with your own weight. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm Ant Man. That does that's meaningless I when you say that. And Ant Man, not Ant Woman, not Spider Man. I am Ant Man. Let me ask you something. Uh huh. You have Thor. I okay in you the Avengers. Yeah. Iron Man. 
Yeah. You have Captain America. Right. Okay. You have Wolverine. Mm-hmm. You have Cyclops. Okay. Well, okay. Professor X. Yeah. Okay. Why would you call yourself Ant-Man? You mm. shrink. Isn't your primary power that you shrink? You mean that I would be shrink man? Shrink man, micro man, Mm -hmm. something not ant man. Why ant man? Uh, Well, I communicate with the ants. I talk to the ants. The ants are cool. Can you communicate with any other animal? I'm just saying, if you met an ant, you would not be so down on the name ant man. I know a few ants. I can't meet ants. And they're good people. They're not people. They're good. They're animals. And they're good. Do you commu- can you communicate with any other kind of creature? Nope. How, how is that? Just the ants. How is that? That seems extremely specific. Um, was this technology developed while Dr. Pym was shrunk himself? It is, how could he develop technology to uses, speak just to ants? It uses the pheromones that ants use to communicate with each other. So could you get the pheromones of another creature and use the same, apply the same practice to them? He wasn't into that. He's not all about communicating with other creatures, just the ants. He's Ant-Man. And by the way, Mm -hmm. he used to work for S.H.I.E.L.D. back in the day. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you shouldn't be talking about that. Okay. Just so you know. Can you just leave? Can you shrink and go? Can you just go? You're horrible. You're a horrible person. That does not impress me at all. I'm still technically here. Yeah, I know. Leave before I stomp you. Bye. Bye. Oh, my God. Oh, he's flying away, everybody. He's flying away on his little ant with wings. Never see him. Never see him. I can't remember the last time I've seen an ant with wings, Alan. Carpenter ants. I cannot remember the last time I've seen an ant fly. Well, that's good that you don't have an infestation of carpenter ants. Well. They eat wood like termites. All right. Well. Just so you know. Hey, Ant-Man taught me a thing or two also. Because he's an expert on ants. No, he's not. (laughs) He's not a goddamn expert. (laughs) It was a brief tutorial. He, he it got. was a tutorial on foolishness <laughs> and nothing. Okay. And nonsense. The Last Starfighter. Mm-hmm. Those of you that have been paying attention to our theme song, that theme comes from the show, the movie, mm-hmm. The Last Starfighter. Right. Uh, which is about a young man who plays an arcade game that turns out to be actually a test for fighting in space. Mm-hmm. Now. It's an enjoyable movie, even though the concept is ridiculous and mm-hmm. that the game cannot in any way mirror the gravitational forces that will be applied to someone in a jet. Although you're in space, so who knows? They may have uh, inertial dampeners. Sure. Uh, but in any event, they're going to make it into a TV show. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what would an arc of this show be. Now, in the movie, mm. he fights the frontier, yeah. and it's alluded that the frontier will eventually get to Earth if they're allowed to... Not the frontier, the um, the, the Zur. Okay. The evil emperor Zur and his forces mm-hmm. try to break through the frontier, which is yeah. some sort of barrier that divides Zur's space from, well, let's just say Federation space. Okay, okay. League but space. League I always space. thought that The Last Starfighter's main appeal was his journey from his trailer park life via a video game score and then into this other world. Yeah, he he wants something better. Yeah. He gets it. Yeah. He's scared of it. Right. He walks away from it. Yeah. He goes back to it when he realizes lives are, are at stake and he, he sure. steps up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very much the Joseph Campbell type of uh, hero's journey. Oh, well, there you go. Um, same as portrayed in Star Wars and many other uh, hero journeys, but... 
in the movie, he eventually comes back. So in the TV show, would we see him doing a double life where it's like a part-time job? He's going off to space to fight the aliens and then he comes back? No, you wouldn't need to. No? You wouldn't need to, honestly, because you have the, um, I forgot, what did they call the the beta unit? Uh-huh. You have the beta unit mm-hmm. back on um, Earth. The so, android replicant. Yeah, and the android replicant is basically living his life for him. Mm-hmm. So you never have to see him go back, per se. Mm-hmm. Or if it's cumbersome to send them back, he doesn't have to. Maybe every once in a while, he can visit for special vacation. It's like a vacation to him right. to re-enter his life. Mm-hmm. Um, but the you know the series would have at but least... But it seems like he'd have to take over for that replicant on a regular basis. like. Or on a regular basis. He'd want to. He'd want to, wouldn't he? He'd want to, but he may be too busy to. He has to train to be a star. Listen, he they they put him on the ship immediately, Mm -hmm. and it's like now you're gonna fight. I think that the series, if they're gonna make it a series, it'd be uh, they're gonna make it a long form series. It's Mm -hmm. like we need to train you. Mm -hmm. You have the aptitude to do this, Mm -hmm. or maybe I owe someone a favor, Mm -hmm. or maybe the maybe the league is destroyed. We have like a month Mm -hmm. to train you and all these new crew. It won't be just him. Yeah, it's it should be a bunch of rookies mm-hmm. like these you are the you are the best we could get mm-hmm. because all the good guys the experienced guys are dead except for right. a handful of dudes right so you have a bunch of rookies it's kind of like um how jordanish where it's like oh you're from earth you're from a backwater planet we don't respect you yeah and he turns out to be one of the strongest candidates mm-hmm. so that's the arc of his arc okay and there's infiltration from Zer. it sounds like this could be a Buck Rogers type show. Okay. Where you have someone giving all these earth references and introducing earth culture yeah. into an alien and sci-fi environment. Yeah. Because Buck never gets to go home again. Yeah. But you know, he's clearly from that time. Yeah. So it might be something like that where you just focus on this space world. But I mean, there was a, the comic relief from the movie was from, uh, well, there was comic relief from both sides, but especially on the, um, you know, back on the home planet. Mm-hmm. So maybe if they, I don't know, if they figure out a way to like have him mentally link with his Android mm-hmm. on a regular basis so he can be living in both things. So he can bring back like his, how, as he's growing as a person mm-hmm. and discovering all this stuff and he's, then he has to go like he mentally his his mind goes back home in the form of the android or something, right. I don't, or the android just dealing with like people stuff. So you fish a fish out of the water on both ends. Mm-hmm. You have futuristic robot in yeah. rural town, mm-hmm. and you know like bringing like big ideas. It's like you know and like oh we have to do a play, let's do a play. Mm-hmm. Oh we got to fix this, let's fix it. And he's coming in with these crazy ideas because he's an android, sophisticated robot. Mm-hmm. You know and people aren't like like ready to hear his ideas and how to do things and then you have fish out of the water like earth kid rural earth kid in space mm-hmm. so I, I think it's very important to have the there's something back home being him yeah to have those two right you know and maybe to the point where i don't know maybe the android like wants more than just to be an android d- distraction mm-hmm. you know and then it, you and then you have the guys on earth looking for him right like the guys on earth that are looking for him I think uh, there's there's a lot of potential there. I think it'd be it'd be it sounds like it could be a lot of fun. Like, yeah. I hope that it's done properly. Mm-hmm. You know, they could they could also easily screw it up. But yeah. No, of course. I think uh, I, I I look forward to seeing it. I hope it uh, 
it comes out soon. And eventually the government can get involved. Like, you know, Earth needs to be formally inducted into the Star League because mm-hmm. you're in danger now. Right. You know, I mean, you have to explain away the fact that they don't go to like a jet. Fi- like, why wouldn't you go to like get a jet fighter? Mm-hmm. Like someone who would have more experience right. in a ship than just some yokel. Right. But he's got video game experience. Oh, well, shit. Flying in zero gravity. And that's another thing. The video game needs to be one more of those interactive games where like tumbles Mm-hmm. You know, it can't just be sure. like it, the video game needs to be like the most futuristic video game mm-hmm. that could possibly exist. Right. You I can think. more easily today simulate yeah. a starfighter yes. than you could back in where it rolls, where it tumbles right. and rolls as you're in it. Which I mean, that's even today. That's 20 year old technology. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they make the last starfighter like an astronaut, uh, uh, someone that that flunks out of the, you know, the NASA program. Mm hmm. Maybe someone that, you know, I don't know, something like that. Maybe they don't just take some random yokel. Maybe they take a pilot. Oh. Maybe they maybe take an competing. actual pilot. Someone who's got real-life flight hours yeah. versus someone who's good at video games. Yeah. See who comes out on top. I mean, it would take, like, the point of the movie was, like, we want any kid to feel like they can be this guy. Mm-hmm. You right, know, so right. you could do that, or you can be like, okay, well, not anyone could be this guy. I mean, you got to have some training. Mm-hmm. That could be cool, though. It's like, we also tried with this guy, and he thinks he's best for the role. Yeah. And, like, yeah, like you get to prove your, your worth next to someone who should be better than you. We need someone young because blah, 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 space reasons. Mm-hmm. We need someone that's young. Yep. Uh, because of the, the, the rigors of going through space, like an older body, can, I, I don't know, something. But they're mm-hmm. young dudes in the Air Force, so right. it's like, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like some reason to randomly pick this kid to be in the Star League. Maybe it's mistaken identity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but the key of the movie is the game. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I picked you because you passed the game. Yeah. So, I mean, you have like, you know, we put these games everywhere. We put them with everyone. And you like have certain characteristics that make you superior to this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so. We'll see how it goes. And yeah, it's like uh, Zer can have infiltrators here on Earth, mm-hmm. but they don't know that it's him yet. Right. So they're trying to figure out who it is and they're replacing people, you know, a couple of people. So he has to like find the infiltrators before they figure out who he is mm-hmm. and destroy the infiltrators. And they can just show up on Earth like, oh, crap, it's an infiltrator. Yeah. I got to kill this thing. So it's like, you know, Alec, what are you doing back there? Nothing. And he's killing this alien. Mm-hmm. So that's his thing on Earth while he's like futuristic android killing aliens mm-hmm. while like starting to form a bond with these people right. who he's pretending to be related to. Mm-hmm. And then you have Alec training in the star league. Yeah. Uh, you know, with star league politics, like you will, you can't allow this earth person to be here. They have a right to defend their planet. Oh, back to the future 30th anniversary. Yes. Back to the future. It's the 30th anniversary. As mm-hmm. we all know, 25 October, October something, 2015, mm-hmm. I think, is when the DeLorean comes into the future. Uh-huh. Things have changed, as we've yeah. noted in this episode and or in past episodes. Yes. Uh, so, you know, let's unpack that. Recently, uh, Robert Zemeckis said under no circumstances would he allow a reboot of Back to the Future. Right. And that's completely understandable. Mm-hmm. It's a solid film. Right. But let's say, well, first of all, Let's start with the original trilogy. Okay. Okay? Yeah. What do you think could have been done differently in the original trilogy, either the original movie or the original trilogy? Don't touch the first one. I mean, it's just a masterpiece. Okay. Um, I wouldn't change a single thing about the first one. Now, 
was the first one really intended to have a sequel? Not really. Not really. But they made a sequel. So yeah. in making a sequel, they had to establish, oh, we went to the future. And then they were like, well, but what about everything that was great about the first one? We got to go back to 1955. Yeah. So they do all this stuff where they go to the future. Someone from the future alters the past. They go to the past, which is really the present. Excuse mm -hmm. me. And then the present is altered, so they have to go back even further and then alter 1955, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, I think that was the weakness of the second movie. It was just like, just stick to one time frame. I would have fixed the second one just by making the entire movie take place in 2015. You could have come up with a plot for just 2015. It doesn't have to be going back to 1955. I, I'll tell you what about that. Like Just thinking about it right now and what mm -hmm. you're saying here, it's like, okay, so the first movie, you had two things. Well, a couple of things. You had nostalgia. Yeah. Oh, it's the 50s. I right. remember the 50s. That was fun. Look how, look how much nicer things are than they are now. Yep. Oh, it's so innocent and sweet back then. You had mm -hmm. that. Right. Okay. You had the stakes, which was, I just erased myself from existence. Mm -hmm. I need to undo what I've done. So I need to set a series of events to happen for these two to fall in love and mm -hmm. maybe I can save myself. Right. Okay, so you have that. So you mm -hmm. have what's at stake and you care about the character. Mm -hmm. Marty is trying to save himself. Yeah. And he's also, you know, and his and his siblings, which whatever, but he's trying to save himself. And he's, you know, his parents, he kind of split them up. So he's like, I need to get my parents back together. Mm -hmm. So it's like you were invested in this. In 2015, we don't know Marty's kids. No. We don't know these people. We don't. So it's like you have to save these people, I guess. Mm -hmm. I guess I have to save him. I don't know. I don't really care. Yeah. You know, it's not about Marty anymore. It's about Marty's kids that we don't know. We know Marty. Mm -hmm. So maybe if they made it less about his kids so they could recreate the whole diner thing. Right. And they made it more about helping Marty mm -hmm. because he was in a bad way. Sure. You know, maybe interacting with himself and just like rediscovering what it was to be young again. You know, like you forgot what this was. I'm here to remind you. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, but then we don't know the consequence. There are no stakes there. It's like you change the future. You don't. Are we going to go jump ahead to see if you fix things? Mm -hmm. I, you know, I think the sequel would have been more from the future to 85. Probably would have made more sense if they went from the future to 85 hmm. to fix things in 85 to save the future, which they kind of did with the whole uh, race thing. Because they created all that chicken business. What was the race thing? What are you talking about? The car race where he went against oh uh, the needles okay. needles thing and then okay. he messed up his hand. Okay, and that was the future. end of part three. And plus, why did Doc Brown like care? It's like Doc Brown said you can't alter time, and then he's altering time for yeah, the sake no, of the no. movie. No, no, no. I would still say have part two be in 2015. Mm -hmm. Part three could still be in the old west if if necessary. But here's the thing. Stick to one time period. You could have an entire movie take place in 2015 and just keep with all the stuff that you were doing in the, the first movie, which was here's the difference between 1985 and 1955. And that was the ongoing joke. Have that be in 2015, which they touched upon. Yeah. But it's still, you know, it's like, remember the 80s? Those were wacky times. It's like, oh, yeah, we have nostalgic stuff today in mm -hmm. 1985. Um you know, stuff like, oh, there's a lot of sequels, blah, 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 blah. So what if Doc Brown's health is in danger or something? It's just something happens in the future. Some It doesn't have to be a, a quote-unquote time paradox at stake. It could simply be like someone got shot. Doc Brown is hurt. Or just about getting back. It's yeah. Like you broke the time you machine You broke the again. time machine. Try to get I'm back. to get you back. How do you get back? Right. 
because yeah. he's the only one that has a time machine apparently so yeah. you can't still find they don't have regular time machine parts in 2015 either yeah so yeah or what are the consequences of Doc Brown inventing a time machine? Maybe there's a time cop scenario. Or here's here's a scenario. If they're displaced from time indefinitely, you're 20 years displaced. Oh, newspaper articles start appearing. Hey, Doc Brown has been gone since 1985. So is Marty McFly. What happens as a result of that? And the world they're in starts changing around them. Mm-hmm. So the what's at stake is their own existence. They have to get back to 1985. Oh. Before they wipe themselves out of existence. Oh, yeah. They encounter their older selves, and it's like, well, you need to go back home. Yeah. So I have my family. Or there is no older yeah, self. So, yeah. So instead, yeah. Of, instead of Marty disappearing, his children disappear. Yeah. But like young children, so we right. give a shit about them. It's like my kids are disappearing right. because you're still here. Yeah, you've you got to get go out of here. There's something that stops you from going back. You need to right. go because the time machine breaks. Yeah. And now they're going to start to fade out. Right. My youngest is fading away because your ass isn't back in right. time. And eventually Marty McFly is going to himself fade from existence. Yeah. So he's got to get back. Yeah. First, he forgets his first kid. It's like, who's who's Marty Jr.? Right. I never had a Marty Jr. It's like, oh, God, Doc, this is heavy. Yeah, yeah. My first kid just disappeared. Right. We got to go back now. Hey, I, right. think, I think one of the reasons why they didn't do it all in 2015 is because of the budget. They didn't want to make sets for all these different locations in 2015. I guess, but then they, and I didn't mind seeing the alternate 85 because it was kind mm-hmm. of fun. Like, this is your worst nightmare. Right. 85. It wasn't bad. It was just like, this isn't the same. This doesn't have the same spark. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of stuff happening. It wasn't bad, though. It was entertaining to see the what if. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is what would happen if Biff, like, succeeded in life. Yeah. He would have turned your Hill Valley into a horrible place. Mm hmm. Um, okay, so, yeah, I mean, that's the original trilogy, but let's, you know, like, if we did a reboot now, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking, like, the simple answer would be, like, you, if you do a reboot right now, you would, from 2015 to 85, and that would be the nostalgia, the 30-year jump. Mm-hmm. And the jokes can be the same. It's like, it's 85 and not 2015. Right. So, I mean, the jokes would be similar. Mm-hmm. You can't do everything, because it's not as nice as 55 right you know but i guess kids still play outside it's like the oh kids are oh these kids are playing outside you could go stay out as long as you want Mm -hmm. maybe um you know and stuff is cheaper uh it would just be more of like oh you look funny in those clothes you're wearing and men are more sexist well, also no smartphones, no, no cell yeah, phones, no smart, like no, a lot no, of stuff of that we're we're we have become used to the fact that we can access all information at any given place. Mm-hmm. Opportunities for well, there's absolutely there. humor for. OK, we need to Google this Google. Yeah. What's what the hell is a Google? I mean, like what the hell is a Google eyes? Funny. Who the hell is who the hell is a Barack Obama, <laughs> <laughs> a black president, a black. That'll be the day. <laughs> he said that'll be the day, Mr. Flugum. <laughs> That'll be the day. Yeah. Uh, Barack Obama, president. I like the sound of that. It's like, hey, meet me at uh, meet me at the store at uh, two o'clock. Okay, I'll I'll give you a call when I'm ten minutes away. What? Let's text me. <laughs> what text are you talking you what? about? Text. What do you mean text you? You mean you mean write something down? Maybe text. Yeah. You gotta type it out. I don't understand. Uh, yeah, exactly. So you have that humor. So who we got to play our Marty McFly? For a while, I thought it could be Zac Efron. Okay. Uh, I feel like he's aged out. I think he would have been great for the role. I don't know if he's aged role. out. Well, it, then make it a college student because I think he's aged out for high school. Okay. Or his buddy from uh, that movie Neighbors, Franco, Dave Franco. Franco. Okay. I think Dave Franco would be great. 
Mm-hmm. He's funny. Has a great look. Right. I think Dave Franco would be a great Marty McFly yeah, okay. if we're going for a white male and just recasting that. Mm-hmm. Who could be a good Doc Brown? Oh, I didn't think of that. What do you think? Uh, uh, Christopher Walken, like okay. an eccentric older man. Yeah. You know, and I think Christopher Walken plays eccentric old great. Sure, of course. I think he would. Well, it's, it's, well you know, I think yeah. he would be great with the. Oh, wow, with his, I invented. Then the time flux travel. capacitor. Flux hurt my head, and I saw this. It's flux capacitor. You can put it in your car. Yeah, no, that dude would be perfect yeah. for Doc Brown. That would work. That would be great for Doc Brown. Who mm-hmm. else could be Doc Brown? I don't know. What's another? A very unique male actor, uh, Paul Giamatti. Uh, who, who, who? I mean, I you want know. you want someone who's got comedic chops. Yeah. You know, so. Well, Christopher Walken could do. Yeah. It. No, absolutely. And I, I think, think Paul Giamatti fine. could do. It. He can be funny as hell. Yeah. He's a great actor. Um, okay, so but let's say, what if we did a female Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and we were changing the sex of Marty? Who could be a female Marty okay, McFly? So my first choice was Ellie Kemper um, from uh, Unbreakable Kimmy from Schmidt. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, The Office. Uh-huh. Uh It would be great because you would see an Ellie Kemper take on Marty McFly, okay. and like conceivably, she would seem to be the type who would try to connect a couple, hook two people up, mm-hmm. matchmake. Rather than accidentally break two people up, I think that would be funny. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. And then yeah. she'd have to undo what she accidentally yeah. did. Yeah. You by putting these two people together, that one person of that pair was your parent. Yeah. Something like that. So mm-hmm. now you have to undo that. Right. Like she could nonchalantly like connect two people mm-hmm. that look like they make a good couple, and mm-hmm. then it's like you just broke up your mom and your dad. Right. You need to undo that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, they're going to get divorced. Yeah, they're going to get divorced, but you still need to exist. Mm -hmm. Um, Who the gender acted? I may have run into my mom and her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you have her. I like the the young woman that was in 21 Jump Street, the the romantic, the female lead in 21 Jump Street. Oh, she's the Babam girl in... um, Part two? uh, No, part one. Part one. She it's was, funny, Ellie Kemper was in that too. She played the drums in uh what should we call it? Scott Scott um Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim saves okay. the world. She played the drums. Okay, okay. We are Babam. One, two, three, four. Her. Okay. I think she she's pretty funny. Okay. Uh Emma Stone can be funny. Mm-hmm. Emma Stone's funny, so maybe Emma Stone. Uh and I could see her doing the eighties thing. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. So there you go. I feel like there's a, yeah, there's a, and, and if we did a shared, like a universe where DeLorean, a flux capacitor, DeLorean time travel exists, mm-hmm. how could that be like expanded to a universe that doesn't necessarily include Doc Brown or Marty McFly mm-hmm. other than the obvious time cop? Till next time. Till next time. This is Carlos. This is Alan. At the movie. No, we're not at the movie. Oh, God. Oh. Uh, you can find out what's going on with me at allthecomedy.com. And at www.orlandopodcast.net. Until next time. I'm still Alan. I'm still Carlos. Bye. <laughs>